Happy Monday. Happy game day, Seattle hockey fans. Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken here. Wow. It's, it's been a, a, a little bit since we chatted. Had a great game against a Pacific Division rival. Had a not-so-great game against a Pacific Division rival. The Coachella Valley Firebirds debuted. We got mixed results, uh, mixed understanding, mixed interpretations of the development of Shane Wright, but also Shane Wright going to be in the lineup today. Ah, lots of news, all that on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, Seattle hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. We live on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts. Of course, Locked on Kraken is a part of the Locked on Network, uh, a podcast network where you get your team every day. Sorry to Blake Bolden. For those watching on YouTube, you see my Blake Bolden uh, framed jersey. I haven't hung it up yet, but... Um, Blake and the Kings took care of business. Four to one. We got that win. Really excited about that. Thought we were going to be able to take care of business against the Golden Knights, who only put up a one, only put up one goal against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, but no, they they took care of us. Five to two ultimate score. We're going to talk more about that one than the win. Sorry, you'll learn a little bit more from your losses. And of course, we'll get you ready for tonight. And the Carolina Hurricanes have some heat maps. I'm going to try to get into the heat maps of it all. Sorry for those listening on audio, but I will, of course, have the link. You can check that out. Um, but I like heat maps, and I think we're going to learn a lot from heat maps uh, from this Seattle Kraken season. So the Vegas game, it went pretty. Wasn't pretty, folks. Um, Vegas scored in the first handful of seconds in the, like, I didn't even have the stream on completely and they scored. It, it just, it was five, a five spot, five, nothing. Uh, Martin Jones got the start. I liked Martin Jones with the start. You see five goals. You start wondering, I think there was one, it was a wonky shot. Um, that was probably the one Martin Jones wanted back. We'll hear from Dave Haxtell, um, and he talked about that. But it was a nasty, a nasty defensive performance. Let's take you over to the stats coming from NHL.com, of course. Here we go. So we've talked about it a lot this year because the this new – this new Seattle Kraken squad, what are they all about? Well, they're all about possession, right? They're all about being able to have a high-octane offense. And what have I been pointing out? Face-off percentage. I didn't spend a lot of time on face-off percentage last year, but for a team that wants to play possession hockey, as I keep saying, you got to look at how they're playing face-offs. 
Face-offs were tough tonight for your group as well. How much do you kind of factor that into when you look at the result of this game? Yeah, we lost the first nine in a row, and I think we ended up at about 35%. So that's, uh, that's a big piece when you start without the puck that often. 35% to 65% face-offs. They gave up uh, two power play goals, got a power play goal themselves. Um, the hits is something else. Um and I believe Allison and JT hit. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was right there. <laughs> I believe they alluded to this. Um, the Seattle Kraken and hits and, and that stat, I've talked about it before. Not really something that I focus on. The physicality for the Seattle Kraken, though, I think when and how we employ it is going to be really interesting. We saw things get out of hand in the Kings game. But we got the win. Nobody cared. Putting on hits against the Vegas Golden Knights, but them still scoring. The only period they didn't score in was the third period. That's when we finally figured things out. So, yeah, you know, but here's the thing. We, di we didn't get horrendously outshot. We got horrendously outscored. That tells me that it's defensive mistakes. The defense, that was one of the keys of the game for this game. You're seeing the box score right up there. Let me come out of that for a minute. I'm not, I mean, what's we're not going over the scoring summary, at least not for the first two periods, because nobody wants to talk about that. But um, defense, defense. I I saw someone, and forgive me because I don't remember the account. I didn't pull that on my um on my notes and I'll, I'll find it. We'll talk about it maybe tomorrow, Justin Schultz. And we'll hear from Justin a little bit. Justin Schultz is doing some of the things that I was hoping he would do. Uh, the back checking, uh, the hard work, the work ethic. Now, some of our other guys who are the veterans, those bridge gap contracts, Martin Jones being one of them, I need to see a little bit more of them. I should say Martin Jones being one of the bridge gap guys, not necessarily Martin Jones being one of the guys I need to see more from. I do think outside of Schultz, um, Martin Jones had a pretty solid performance. You'll hear Dave Haxtell, but he said the right guy started. And I agree. People crap on Philip Grubauer. I try not to. Um, you know me. My thing is I just say the guy looks uncomfortable. I like Martin Jones' style better. Just keeping it 100%. That's my opinion. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I like Martin Jones' style better. Anyway, back to this game before we move on, because we got a game day! It's a game day. We got to re get ready for tonight, baby. So, uh, speaking of, Justin Schultz, not only getting it done defensively, but got the first goal. The Seattle Kraken home opener was not completely spoiled because Justin Schultz got the first goal. Here we go. It was uh, assisted by who? Ha! Of course, Burakovsky and Beneers. Love it. Love to see it. Beneers had a, a decent attempt even before the Schultz, the Schultz goal. Excuse me. Um, and then it Schultzy and Schwartzy. You'll love to see it. Jaden Schwartz got the second goal for the Seattle Kraken. Burakovsky also assisting on that. Vince Dunn as well. So Burakovsky. Haven't seen as many goals as I think he has potential to, but we've seen him. Bjorkstrand, we saw some good things early on. Want to see more from him. I mean, 
Bjorkstrand and Burakovsky were our golden eggs, all with the exception of Shane Wright. Oh, we're going to talk about Shane Wright. Don't you fret. Don't you fret. I kind of disagree with the discourse on this. I get the sense that a lot of Seattle hockey fans are upset that Shane Wright was a healthy scratch in Vegas or against Vegas and against L.A. Listen, he's a rookie. They wanted Morgan Geeky. I've told you before, Morgan Geeky. Uh, I could do with or without him. Morgan Geeky, uh, Dave Haxtell said something akin to, you know, he deserved an, an opportunity, a chance. All right, Dave, that's what you say. That's what we'll go with. If my choice is between those two, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with them interchanging for now. Shane Wright needs more time to develop. Does that mean that we need him on our roster all the time? Well, that's the only way he's going to develop because, or else he goes back to the OHL. So it's an awkward situation. I've told you before, though. I wouldn't be surprised if Shane Wright didn't start the season with Seattle. Now, of course, we know that he did. We know, and we've talked about it on the show, Ronnie Francis did not commit to if he would be with the Seattle Kraken for the entire season. That's looking more like a possibility to me, and I'm okay with it, people. I'm okay with it. Give time, give ice time to those folks who are going to help us Get those four-plus wins that we so desperately want. Four more wins is some of the odds that I saw for the Seattle Kraken that put us at about, uh, you know, I guess uh, almost 70 points. Not quite 500. But, you know, Um <laughs> anyway, I have lots of thoughts. We'll talk a little bit more about Shane Wright. We're going to hear from Dave Haxtell, including uh, before today's game, I mentioned Shane Wright will, will be in the rotation. But I want you to hear what he said about a short bench and that there were some line changes that happened or some mixing of the lines, but he didn't want to have a short bench. So I'm very curious if now that the team is rested, if things don't go our way against Carolina, which they might, we're going to go over heat maps. I wonder if we will see a short bench implemented and where that leaves Shane Wright. We're going to talk about it coming up on Locked on Kraken. Right now, though, it's time to talk about Simply Safe. Simply Safe wants you to know that numbers, they don't lie. Oh, we're going to get into some numbers. Don't you fret. Numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside of your home and smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real and even hazard sensors that instantly detect things like fires, floods, and other threats to your home. So to customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes, 
you can head to simplysafe.com backslash locked on NHL. That will give you 20% off your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and you will get your first month free with that interactive monitoring plan. So again, visit simplysafe.com backslash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, folks, thank you as always for joining us here on Locked on Kraken. Again, my name is Erica L. Ayala, native New Yorker. I want to take you to, as I mentioned, first Dave Haxtell talking a little bit about Sheen Wright and his development. You're going to hear two clips. One is regarding Shane Wright. He did not play in Los Angeles. What is the timeline? What is the plan for his development? You're going to hear from him. Then you're going to hear from him after the Vegas game. What's the plan for him? What's going on? Then we'll also hear from Dave Haxtell before today's game. What's the plan for Shane? I, I think um, he's getting a little bit of pressure. If you write about Shane Wright, if you mention Shane Wright, you're going to get some attention. Even with a Seattle team that kind of started as a dud this season. I mean, the first game wasn't terrible. It just wasn't a win. The last game that we played against Vegas was really not great. Uh, and then you had the the Los Angeles Kings in between. But um, I already told you my piece. I think it's fine to not have Shane Wright in every game. Now, what that means for his development is a different story. And uh, here's what Dave Haxtell had to say. Again, in between the Las Vegas game and the Golden Knights game, immediately after the Golden Knights game, and just this morning, here is Dave Haxtell, head coach of the Seattle Kraken, talking about Shane Wright. Shane Wright scratched tonight. What do you hope that he saw from watching this game? You know, that was, uh, I never really, don't do, do a whole lot of planning for, for games one and games two, but, you know, I thought Shane played really well last night. He played limited minutes, um, but he uh, he played hard and strong. He uh, he was confident out there. Um, you know, and tonight it was, we, we wanted to make sure that Morgan Geeky got in the lineup. Uh, that was important. Geeks played, you know, Geeks played a good hockey game tonight. So there's, there's competition there, but, uh, you know, for Ryder, um, he got his feet wet a little bit last night. Uh, got an opportunity to watch, you know, watch a competitive game tonight. Um, and I'll go back to work uh, after a day off tomorrow. Uh, get ready to go back to work, and that's uh, that's his job right now. What's the approach you want to take with Shane Wright going forward? Is it going to be just between him and, and Morgan or whoever no, plays I, well? No, not not at all. It's uh, we we've talked a lot about a real good plan for him developmentally, or making sure he's got real good positive opportunities uh, to to be in the lineup. Um, and you know, uh, so it's no, it's not about it's not about that. Uh, obviously, there uh, it's the NHL level, so there is competition and there's expectation when you're in the lineup. But it's much more than that for for Shane. We've talked, uh, you know, an awful lot about a real good positive pathway for him. You switched up the lines and the pairs for the third. What were you hoping to see or achieve with those changes? Just trying to get some. Just trying to get a little uh, jolt. That's all. Nothing more. Nothing less. I mean, th obviously there was a couple guys that we didn't think were going really well. Um, but I didn't want to shorten the bench. Um, you know, coming off of you know this is our this is our fourth our third game in four days. Uh, so I didn't want to shorten the bench. Uh, I just wanted to try to mix things up a little bit. Shane Wright lineup? Yes. We asked about Shane the other day. Like, what are yeah. some of the stuff, things that he's doing 
on the side during practices that, that you think can benefit him going forward? Well, you know, we've, we've got such a busy schedule. So, number one, it's real important to, you know, to be uh, – you know, to be involved in games and, you know, have regular game action so you can continue to be confident and grow, um, you know, and then beyond that on practice days, you know, from, you know, from regular practices, which, you know, right now are pretty limited. You know, we had a great 30-minute skate yesterday, but it's, you know, it's 30 minutes. So the extra work that he gets with, uh, you know, with our coaching staff, um, you know, with our skill staff is, is very important in terms of some of the, you know, the small skills of the game from, uh, from face-offs to, you know, different, uh, different areas of, uh, of his puck play. Um, but the biggest thing is just staying confident and continuing to grow and, uh, you know, and for him, you know, to be excited to be in the lineup tonight against a good hockey team. He's got like a nine-game trial limit here and then you guys can decide. I mean, is it important to get him prepared for each of those nine games so that you don't throw the games I, away? So I, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't talked anything about that. I'm, I'm worried about today and about his growth today and, um, you know, being part of a plan to continue having him grow and become a real important part of our hockey team. So there you go. Dave Haxel saying that a part of Shane Wright's plan, which he said, of course, there is a plan, even though it sounded like before he said maybe there wasn't a plan or that he wasn't going to share the plan or that the plan was still in the pro. I don't know. I'm a little bit confused as, as if there is a plan or there's a plan that he doesn't want to tell us about. Either way, sounds like the plan, at least as of today, is to have Shane Wright get some game reps, game action, have him practice with the big boys, and that will all be a part of his development. I'm still not confident that means he's going to be in the lineup all the time. I'm okay with him not being in the lineup all the time. Um, but we shall see. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I want you to hear from Carson Susie, and then we're going to get to these heat maps. He's talking about what Carolina brings as far as an opponent, what that means for how Seattle's going to play, and what they need to do in front of starting netminder for tonight, Philip Grubauer. Thanks, as always, for listening to Locked on Kraken. Now that you're done with our show, go listen to Locked on NHL and see all of the amazing roundups that we have going on there. Also, don't forget, after we have our post-game show, it's the Game 2 Game Show, and you're not going to want to miss that. That's over on Locked on NHL. Okay, here's what I want to talk about. Let's talk about... Defense. We actually heard from Larson and Susie today, which I appreciated. I don't necessarily know how they pick the players. Sometimes it's, I know from last season, who everyone wants to talk about. I just love that we got to hear from two defenders, Adam Larson, Carson Susie. We're going to focus on what Carson Susie had to say about playing Carolina tonight. Carson, they're a team that's known for just firing a ton of pucks at the net from anywhere. Is there anything you change in your strategy to counter that? Um, yeah, I mean, we just got to help Gruby out kind of with the second, second, third opportunities, um, box outs and everything kind of thing are, are big against these team and just kind of for the rebounds, kind of limit their sticks and their second opportunities for those shots. Um, obviously Gruby does a great job on his own, but if we can help out and just let him see that first shot, it'll be easier for him definitely tonight. It's key to limiting some of those odd man rushes, especially against a team like Carolina who can shoot the buck. Um, I think as a demon, just kind of recognizing when we can pinch better than the Vegas game. Um, getting down early, we kind of tried to make the most of it and just kind of pinch when we could and um, obviously try and get a couple goals there. But it's always, it's not always easy just when you're down, recognizing that 
the opportunity will come. Um, we kind of can't, can't force it because then that just leads to more odd man rushes. So just realizing when we have a good F3 and the high forward, then we can go and then create opportunity from there. For checking team, I've talked about it before with the Seattle Kraken. When they play their best, they are forechecking. We saw that in the preseason. We've seen glimpses of it in a very short runway for this regular season. But when they're not forechecking, when they're not backchecking, they're not looking good. Basically, just like every other hockey team, when the Seattle Kraken is active, they are at their best. Can they play that high pressure type of game are they fit enough are they skilled enough have they had enough time together as a team i think these are all likelies but we just haven't seen it come together yet anyway i promise you we're going to go to the heat map this is natural stat trick natural stat trick they have a patreon i highly recommend if you like their work i'm getting more into it per recommendation from a listener and a watcher love you guys but um i First of all, let's just see some of this stuff. And I can't explain in any detail some of these things, so I'm going to stay away from them. But I know enough to know that Corsi, not a perfect defensive stat. I Again, I have a little bit of difficulty explaining it, and it's kind of like a mod podge of some things that did happen, some things that didn't happen. And then we're like, see, this is defense. I don't think I buy it. But I can see a graph and say, hey, one team seems to be excelling, and another team's trailing off a little. Guess who the black line is? Seattle. So there's a little bit of a gap. A little bit of a gap between where Carolina is and where Seattle is as of right now. But that's not I want to I don't want to focus on Corsi cuz again, I'm I'm going to have difficulty trying to explain that to you. But these heat maps I think are very intuitive. So this is the Seattle Kraken heat map. That's for the preseason, but we're talking on the full season. Attempt 4 attempts against now look at the the spread here lots of action and it's kind of all over the place i mean right here i'm uh if you're skating left to right i'm on the right the right circle the right dot that's that's maddie benier's territory it's even hotter on the left side we like that right in this super heat area right in front of the net and the crease that's uh that's ryan donato all day you know you see like this strip right here kind of that well the home run area is really this kind of triangle you know here high chances look at that solid but if you look at attempts against lots right in front of the netminder that's where i think martin Jones accelerates or excels, excuse me, and thrives. Um, then you have these pockets out, pushed out behind the circles, well behind the circles, well behind the dots. We've seen that both Grubauer and Jones have been sniped, absolutely sniped from out here. So that's what we're seeing for Seattle, okay? For those of you watching on YouTube, if you didn't watch on YouTube, I did my best to explain it, but basically... Uh, the high quality chances um, and the danger areas, the heat, right, where it's the definition is most strong. It's a little bit all over the place, kind of in a, a oblong T-shape for the Seattle Kraken, their attempts for. And then a puddle right in front of net, 
for attempts against, and then another blotch and puddle just above the circles. That's what we're seeing. Now, let's see what the Hurricanes. Now, this is a full season. We don't have, there's not a lot of games. But attempts against, very similar to the attempts against. So getting in close is going to be important for the Seattle Kraken. Again, we seem to thrive on um, those opportunities. The attempts for. This is interesting because they like to shoot from distance. This is right in, tucked in on that uh, right-hand side, tucked in on the blue line. Then also you see a similar blotch on the left-hand side. It's actually a little wider. It spreads the ice a little bit more. And then kind of like an S shape that takes you from just between the dots or the circles, excuse me, kind of slithers around to the left dot and then boom, right in front of net for the hurricanes. So the thing that worries me, and again, I think Martin Jones has more of a problem than Grubauer, but what, what needs to happen is a lot of what Carson Soucy was saying is making sure they are clearing bodies so that they're giving a good look to Philip Grubauer. Now, this is something that on offense, the Coachella Valley Firebirds actually did a great job of clearing defensive players so that they could take shots from from distance. I loved what Coachella Valley was doing. We're not going to talk about that too much because it's a Seattle Kraken game day today, but we'll have time to talk about Coachella Valley and their start. They had an amazing start. Uh, Kale Flurry gets the first ever, excuse me, Cole Lind, excuse me, Cole Lind gets the first goal in Coachella Valley Firebirds history. So he's like the Ryan Donato, if you will, who got the first goal on the road. Now we'll see who gets the first home goal, but also that's going to be different than the first goal in their home arena. Aha. So that's a little trivia to keep an eye on. Anyway. This game, Seattle versus Carolina tonight. That means I got to get in a nap, folks. I'm telling you, these games, I can't stay up like I used to. I really got to, I got to, you know, I'm listening to Willie, which is the Willie O'Ree biography right now. And he talks about a hockey player's favorite midday nap. I got to start, I got to start taking hockey naps. If I'm going to be focused on the hockey season anyway. Um, So before we close out this show, let's take a look back over at NHL.com about what we can expect from these two teams tonight. So you see 2-0, two-game win streak for Carolina. Not our case. We're 1-1-1. Our last game, of course, was that loss. Now the power play. Penalty kill. Now, uh, so it doesn't look like there's been any opportunities or any successful opportunities for Carolina on the power play. Um, they are 100% on the kill. That's going to be important. Faceoffs, they're 50% or better. We're below 40. So that's something in favor of them. Goals for games played were 18th and 19th. We're the 18th team. They're the 19th team. And then goals against, we are 24th. Holy cannoli, it's going to be a long season if these stats continue. 3.67 as compared to Carolina, third in the league 
one goal against per game on average. We're not going to see Jones. We're going to see Grubauer. So we'll see who we get for Carolina. But that game is tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern time, which, of course, is 7 p.m. Pacific time. I'm not doing a watch party tonight, but I will be watching. And, of course, we will have a post-game reaction over on at Locked on Kraken on Twitter. So hold fast, stay true, and let's go Kraken! Let's see what Shane Wright can do. Let's see what Philip Grubauer can do. We saw that the centers, of course, including Shane Wright, were practicing face-offs. Loved that. We had a few people, Emerald City Hockey, Sound of Hockey, pointing that out. I hope it bodes well because we need to have the puck in order to play the kind of offense that we want to play. And Lord help me, if we don't have the puck, that means we have to play defense. And I have no faith that we know what we're doing yet on defense. So here's hoping we get better on the faceoffs, get better in possession, and put some pucks into the net, get a win against Carolina. I'll be watching. I hope you will too. Be kind to yourself and to each other. And I'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Kraken. Bye.